0: Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at Influent.life.
1: All right, here we are, and I am super, super excited this time to have uh, uh, two guests here. Uh, this is Dave Burris and Bill Corum. And this is this is one of the most exciting stories that I have ever been a part of or ever heard about. And it's about uh, these guys and this team who started a Christian prison, a jail for Jesus, right? And uh, also with me, my, uh, my partner Jim Mafuccio, is joining us uh, just to to sit in here with us. But this is absolutely a crazy story. I've gone I've gone across the globe and told people about the story, and pretty much it's say people say, what are you talking about? You know? And so this was this was actually a real prison, right? It was a jail. It was a jail. And what's the difference?
0: Well, a jail is where people are held until they are convicted.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's or, more of a temporary kind of spot. Yeah,
0: I mean a jail is a detention center basically. Okay. Where they're being detained until they go to court or till they've been sentenced. Okay. And then if they get sentenced to Years they could end up in prison. If okay. they get sentenced to six months, they might spend it in the jail. Got it.
1: Okay. Something already. There you go. So, but this was a real jail. Yes. I mean, it, you had it was had holding. It was a holding facility. It was a secure facility. People would come who were there. You know, we
0: held for twenty two different cities.
1: Held for twenty two different cities. So this was a a real jail, and uh, and you would. It was a private jail. It was a business, right? Yes. Okay. And so the idea was that it was a private jail. It was a for-profit jail, Correct. although, you know, didn't always work out that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anybody who started a business understands how that works. <laughs> but it was a private prison. You had 22 different clients that were like counties, uh, cities. cities, cities, others, and you would take their overflow. overflow, of,
0: or, or if they didn't have a jail. Like... A lot of people don't know that Independence, Missouri doesn't have a jail. Lee Summit, Missouri doesn't have a jail. Grandview, Missouri doesn't have a jail. Okay. So if if an inmate or if a person gets arrested, they can't make bond, they can hold them for maybe 24 hours, but they don't have any place to keep them longer. So they farm them out to other jails. So
1: they would ship them down to you guys. And what was the name of this place?
0: Integrity Correctional Center.
1: Okay. So they would ship them down to you guys and you guys would would basically manage the, the these these uh, uh prisoners. And but the vision here was more than just a business. And and tell us about just the vision of the of you know what was going on here, Bill.
0: Well, I wanted to have a place where inmates are human beings just like you and I. And in most uh facilities, once they put on that orange suit or that striped suit or that green suit, they're treated a little less wow. much a little less than human. They, they sure. don't get treated completely uh, by, by the for the most part, there are there are people who work in those facilities that treat them good, but for the most part, when a person becomes incarcerated, they're looked at and thought upon as lower than, than the people taken care of
1: them. Sure. And kind of a number, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I wanted to... Give value. Build a facility yeah. that we could value them right. as human beings. And,
1: and because, because of Jesus. Yes. I mean, the whole point is Jesus loves these people. And, yeah, they made a mistake. And, yeah, they're, they're hitting bottom maybe. Right. But, but uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, Jesus loves these guys.
0: When we had 65 employees, Bob... I got about I think we had about 30 Christians and I got all 30 of them together one day and I said, I want you guys to go out there and preach the gospel every single day to these inmates, but I don't <laughs> want you to say anything and they all look about at me, Jesus yeah no about anything. okay I want you to live your life in front of them that they'll know you're a Christian not by what you say, but by what you do and how you walk Wow because your walk speaks louder than your big mouth. Because anybody can say things, but then can they back it up Mm -hmm. with their walk? Mm -hmm. And we got letters, Bob, a stack of letters. One said, I've been locked up in states from California to Florida to New York, and I've never been treated like I got treated in your jail. Thank you for treating me like a human being. Wow. My wife got a letter from a girl who got sentenced to 10 years in in prison. Wow! Once she got to prison, she wrote my wife a letter, and she said, "Will you call the Independence Police Department and thank them for putting me in your jail?" Wow. <laughs> thank <laughs> thank if I could. If, if I could ask a question
2: to, to, to clarify a point here, because I, I I literally just learned the difference between a jail and a prison. So thank you for that. So you're saying that in this jail, which is a detention facility, Correct. These are people that have not even been convicted yet, That's but right. just can't make bail. Right. So. I, and and it would be wrong even to treat a convicted felon as less than human, but but some of these people are actually they haven't even had their day in court well, and they're already treated less yeah, than and human. We have
0: a saying in the judicial system. I say we, but the judicial system has a saying. Innocent until proven guilty. Right. Now my son's an attorney, and he does. He says that's not right, Dad. It's actually presumed innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But even if they're guilty, in God's eyes, they're still humans. Right, exactly. And Jesus yeah. died for. Them. But
2: these are people that it hasn't even right. been determined that they're yeah. guilty.
0: And some of them had been uh, in our in our jail. Uh, some of them had been sentenced to ninety days or six months okay. by a city. Most of these, most of the people we held, not always. But for the most part, the people we held were municipal crimes, and the difference between municipal and state. State people go to the county jail; municipal go to a city jail. And we basically were a city jail. We did hold for some counties that were overcrowded, and we did hold some okay. guys that so, were facing state charges. So,
1: so the vision here. So, so Bill, you are our next con, right? Yes. And I mean you definitely look like, you know, we don't want to mess with you. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't know about just that. say, yeah, we you know yeah, a big teddy bear in Jesus, of course, but you know, still, you know, you know, uh we don't want to cross you. You know. But you're uh you started this. I mean you, you had a history before this of doing prison ministry, right? Uh yes. And so you'd go in and, and just tell us a little bit about what, what that means.
0: Go you mean prison ministry? Yeah. Um well, i travel for about the last 27 years with a guy named Bill Glass, who started a ministry 44 years ago. They're based out of Dallas. And we go into the prisons and, and spend a weekend witnessing to the inmates one-on-one. We have some evangelistic stuff that goes on. And basically, you know, talk to men and women about Jesus and about their life and about their future and uh, about the choices that they make in life and how the the right choice can change them forever. And, uh, and so that's kind of been my, you know, I've been doing that. I got saved in 1983 and I started going to prisons at about 85 or 86. So I've been going to prisons for close to 30 years.
1: now when was this jail started? We started moving dirt
0: July 5th, 1999. And we opened our doors in January, 2007 months.
1: January 2000, okay. I built
0: 25,000 square feet of buildings. All right. Five and, buildings, 25,000 square feet. And,
1: and not only was it you and a, a couple partners brainchild, you actually managed the building project too, right?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I designed the jail on a napkin in a restaurant in Leavenworth, Kansas. <laughs> and um, took that... It's your kind of guy, Jeff, Took uh, that napkin to a, an architect and spent $95,000 getting blueprints drawn. And then when we got ready to build, uh, the guys that were with me in the in the project understood that I had many years of construction history, and they said we could save a lot of money if we built it ourselves. And so I was the general contractor. I was the I was the general contractor. I was the superintendent. Sure. And uh, mm. you know their concern was, could I take off my hard hat and put on a president's hat? And so when we got done, I took my hard hat off and put on a president's hat, and I was the president of Integrity Corrections and ran the jail. And, and Dave, of course, Dave had worked for twenty years for a major county, Jackson County, Missouri jail for twenty okay. years, and we hired Dave to be our administrator.
1: Okay, so so Dave, so you worked, you were in the prison system, and uh, and what was your what was your experience there? Are they-
3: well, I, actually, again to, to distinguish between the Jail in prison. It was Did I the say Jackson prison County again? Jail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I just came up through the ranks at the Jackson County Jail okay. as an officer, a sergeant, um, and then I was an accreditation manager for four years. We were accredited by the American Corrections Association, and it's the uh, meeting of the highest standards. It, it means, yeah, it's
1: a good facility, right? Yeah, yeah There were
3: 435 standards that we had to adhere to, and and uh, we were uh, at one time rated one of the top 10 jails integrity in was the, no no Jackson, okay. Jackson, County. Jackson County This is where I came from uh, top 10 jails in the United States and so i i was so you uh, knew what it meant to run yeah, a good a good jail i was exposed to every aspect of of uh, how to run a jail and then um, uh, bill approached me one day at a birthday party
1: and and what made you say yes because obviously less secure mm. job blah blah Well let blah, me right tell you there.
3: what newspaper article <laughs> 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 Uh, a couple years before that or or maybe even longer, I had read uh, in a Christian uh, newspaper called The Vine at that time. It was later renamed, but there was an article in there about Charles Coulson visiting a prison in Brazil, I believe it was, uh, run by nuns and inmates. Trustees, they may have called them. uh, And I read this article and it hit me in such a way that I cut it out, I put it on my uh, bulletin board in my office at Jackson County Jail, thinking.
1: Wouldn't that be cool? What,
3: what <laughs> if? Wow. What if this could happen. And wow. then it was not and a whole lot longer after that, Bill came to I, me and said, Dave. Honestly, this
1: is genius, right? I mean, here people are hitting bottom, right? I mean, at first you think, why would Christians want to be run jails? But then the second thought is, of course we want to run jails because that's we want to be there when people are hitting bottom. And yet treat them like gems, like jewels, because Jesus loves them. But also just be there to help them make sense of life, help them... Get a sense of their future, get hope for the for the future, and help them break any patterns. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to catch first time or second time offenders, right? And to really give them, help them get their feet square, right?
0: Yeah, and, and there's over seventy scriptures in the Bible relating to prisoners. That's right, and that's right. What better way to fulfill the scriptures related to prisoners than to be with them every day? Right. Yeah. And to be able to be around them and to show them the love of Jesus right. through through your actions.
1: So so yeah, go visit prisoners. But why not build a prison? Mm-hmm. Then you can do more. You can yeah, visit them a, every day,
0: right? Yeah,
2: scripture yeah. encourages us to, to visit the prisoner. A jail. A good entrepreneur a says, "Well, I'll I'll do better than that. I'll build a place. Have them all come visit me. <laughs> that's that's incredible. That's brilliant.
3: You know, that's, yeah, that's and another really uh, key thing that I experienced uh, before uh, getting with Bill is. I uh, was in charge of 300 volunteers at the Jackson County Jail, and over 35 uh, different kinds of classes and ministries that we held there. And so, I saw how volunteers, how that element, could affect inmates' lives. And so that was a good wow. uh, pre,
1: like like just bringing what just support systems and encouragement, oh, yeah. Bible
3: studies, and GED, and and. Uh, uh, Reading classes and, awesome. and Christian twelve step and all kinds of programs and so you know I carried that over and we wow. had we had 150 uh, volunteers at Integrity Correctional Center. I mean, you know, Centers. you know what's
1: hitting me, and maybe this is crazy, but maybe going going to your jail is one of the best
3: things that ever happened to people. Well, I mean, <laughs> we heard it all the time from inmates. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, it's like you make a
1: mistake, you land in this place, but all of a sudden you get a support system, you, you get you get the encouragement, yeah. you get the training, whatever, right?
0: Yeah. I go to a jail on Monday nights sometimes every three months or so in Henry County, which is Clinton. I'm going there next Monday, uh-huh. actually. But the last time I was there, I went to a restaurant to eat before I went in the jail. And this girl, I had a shirt on, said Bill Glass on it. She said, are you Mr. Glass? And I said, no, I just... I worked with Bill's ministry, you know, for twenty some years, and um, we got to talking. And I gave her my book, and she told me that she had been a drug addict, like I was, and that she had gotten saved in a jail, and she hadn't touched drugs since that day thirteen years ago. And I said, "That's wonderful." I said, "What jail were you in?" She said, "It was a jail up around Holden, Missouri. It was called ICC." integrity Christian. no I, way i said here let me show you something i took my book and i flipped over i said "See, oh my gosh, i built me. that jail oh, I, get, <laughs> wow. I got chills yeah that's and incredible. that was just this that was awesome. just a couple months ago this and she works in a i could take you there right now and you could interview her she works oh in that gosh. restaurant 13 years ago she gave her life to jesus in that in our jail that's and so she's incredible. never done a drug since that day wow she went to jail to get guys
1: food. It's like this yeah. is church. Yeah. You know, this we is think of kingdom. church as a building, we get all Christians to come, you know, let's do inside out churches. Amen. Right? Let's 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 get the let's get them to come visit yeah. us, yeah. right? I gotta ask you
2: know? a burning question because okay, <laughs> I, I know as a as a as a felon or a former yeah. are felon. Are you a no, I don't, I don't I know that not I don't know that as a felon but I know that as a felon. <laughs> you're my business partner. If you're a felon, well, you Well, that's you the irony free, of man. it though. There's certain things I don't know that I could get a real estate there's certain things I would not be allowed to do because of something that and I'm speaking for you Bill, but it would have happened in your past 3 decades ago. How does somebody that might not be able to get a uh, a real estate license somewhere get the favor and the ability to build a jail and run it? I mean, what kind of approvals did you need to get and how did, I mean, how did you qualify for that? Well, as far as a
0: miracle is the fact that I was a felon and I built a jail, but (laughs) also, well, it's, it's probably not as much of a miracle as it is just a fact that we built it in an unincorporated county. And so, but I don't believe that would have mattered. I think if I would have built it in Jackson County, Missouri and could have gotten approval by the community, you know, which is the hardest thing because the NIMBY. Not right, my backyard, not my backyard right? Uh, but uh, that's part of the. We we didn't have to have any permits or anything. Now we built the jail according to ACA standards because I had been involved in the ACA. I was a director of correctional services for the Salvation Army for the whole state of Kansas and all of western Missouri, and I was an ACA member, and that's the that's the gold seal of approval for uh, for adult correctional facilities. Mm. You can't get any higher. It's 435 standards you have to meet. Missouri has no jail standards, believe it or not. There are no jails. St- if we'd have built in Oklahoma, we'd have had standards to meet. If we'd have built in Kansas, we'd have had standards to meet. The state of Missouri has no jail standards. A hundred and some counties, no jail standards. So I wanted to build this jail with standards. And because there was no one to hold me accountable, I went I went to the ACA, and I said, I want to build this thing to the meet, gold standard. to ah, meet your standards. Ah. So we built the jail physically. For instance, you know, a segregation cell where you put an inmate if he gets in trouble. It has to be at least 80 square feet. I just visited death row a few weeks ago in Florida, and I saw some cells that were 6 by 9 mm-hmm. on death row, 54 square feet. Well, you couldn't pass ACA with that because they have to be at least 8 by 10. So our segregation cells were 8 by 10. And all the stuff we were doing in that jail, we were trying to do And Dave was looking over that because he was the accreditation manager for Jackson County. Mm -hmm. We were trying to do that according to... And eventually, we wanted to be accredited by the ACA. We never did make it but before we sold the jail to the county, but we did want to get there. And so we were doing it. With high standards, you know
1: it's it's so interesting because it seems like it would be impossible, right? This is one of the things that, you know, you, you know, late night with your buddies. Say, yeah, we ought to build a jail, you, you know. And <laughs> it's nothing anybody ever thinks can actually happen. And there's so many barriers, and it's such an encouraging story that a guy who has everything stacked against him, right? You got you got no money, right? No money, and and didn't you, have, you didn't have You didn't. You, you weren't highly connected with the governors and whatever, and You didn't. You didn't have anything going, but you just. You just figured out a way. Well, God to make it happen.
0: And and when God calls you to do something, He's going to make the way. And and that was, uh, you know, that was the whole deal was that God called us to do it, and we we were able to do it. I mean, I could write a whole book. My book's three hundred twenty pages. I could write a book five hundred pages on the miracles that took place while we were building that jail. Yeah. While we were building that jail, the miracles that happened during that that process. Right? I, 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 I mean stuff that you wouldn't even believe. We put in a mile and three eighths of eight inch water main for thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> the cheapest bid we had was a hundred thousand. We right. had three now, bids and we you, did it for thirty thousand dollars. You real
1: estate geeks are getting all excited, but <laughs> uh, you know, us normal people are, are snoozing over here
2: i'm not so, i, I mean when i hear about water when i hear about waterline going in for that kind
1: of a price i get i get excited okay and just while you're mentioning the book i do want to mention this because uh i actually looked through this book it is it is awesome and this is it's called the ultimate pardon which is a fantastic name by the way bill and it's by bill corum c-o-r-u-m and i encourage you to look this up this is available on amazon this is available uh um, More on Prison Power Ministries. prison Dot org. Dot org. Okay, there you go. And it's the story, it's, it's your story of how the Lord met you. And it is a powerful, thunderous story, full of miracles and uh, and uh, preaching. You know, it's really good. So your your whole life, I mean, obviously, you completely transformed and completely delivered from your garbage. And uh, and then what a testimony. You
0: know. Bob, I was I, I, I was getting ready to go back to prison for the rest of my life. Yeah, I was implicated as being one of the leading cocaine dealers in Kansas City, Missouri. Wow, and I was facing a life sentence. Wow, and I said, God, if you can change me, I'll live for you. Wow. and I've never looked back. <laughs> wow. for thirty-three years, That's not awesome. one day have I wanted to go back and do more drugs, do more alcohol, shoot somebody, beat wow. somebody. Not once. Yeah, in thirty in thirty-three years, I've only wanted more of God. So,
1: so, so I encourage people. You know, if you know someone in prison, can they get a copy of this book and give it to them? I or? will send. They
0: can't give it to them. <laughs> you, you can't send a prisoner a package, but I can through the through the publisher. And if they if if they know somebody it's in prison, I sent I've sent forty thousand of those books in two years to prisoners. And so they just go to your website. They can go to theultimatepardon.com. dot or they, to, to the and, or they and can go to prisonpowerministries.org or they can go to com, and I will send one or 100 books to prisoners. If they give wow. me the name and the prisoner's number,
1: I'll send the book to the prisoner That's, for free. Bless you, Bill. I mean, I just, you know, there's so much fruit around your ministry. Go go figure. This is Jesus, you know, who does this, Right. You know, here you are, you're lost cause in, in the traditional sense of thinking, right? And not only do you get completely transformed being light and helping people, but, you know, really transforming, you know, uh, this whole jail industry in, and, you know, and opening our minds to what's, what's possible. I love it.
3: You know, Bob, we had uh, lots of sheriffs, lots of chiefs of police, lots of judges come through the jail uh, to tour. To see what who where they were sending their inmates, you know. And they'd get through with the tour, and they would just say, Wow, there's something different about this place. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty amazing. I mean, we had... Uh, what, what were they saying? They couldn't even put... They couldn't even say.
0: They couldn't... They would actually say, I don't know what it is, but there's something different do. about this place. <laughs> That's right. And it was the Spirit of God. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't, but they didn't, they weren't in touch with the spirit, but they knew there was something different and they were like, there is something different about it. And
3: it was more than one that did that, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every, I'm not kidding you. It was inevitable of someone uh, of that stature toured our jail. They would just go, wow. Wow.
1: Wow. This, this is so stinking cool. I think this is one of the coolest Stories on the planet. I really do. I really do. I'm not exaggerating. I think this is this the most cool thing. I can't believe that you guys did this, and and it's it's what Christians need to be doing. I mean, you change. You know why? If Jesus was on the planet and he was running jails, what would he do? Would we still have jails? Of course we would. You know, would they would they be different? Yeah. You know, I just one of my earlier podcasts, I interviewed a banker who, who started, who's done, started Christian banks and they lend to the poor. You know? It's like Jesus wants to be in banking. He wants to be in jails. He wants to be in education. He wants to be everywhere because our stuff works. Right?
0: Bob and Love in,
1: works. Everybody probably knows the Salvation Army.
0: Most it. people don't know that the Salvation Army has a prison ministry. No way. It's the uh-huh. oldest and the largest in the world. They're in 120 countries. Wow. Started in 1878. William Booth started the army in 1865. In 1878, he started the prison ministry. And he said these words, men and women should go to prison and come out better than they went in because they wow. don't, because our system is a failure. Wow! And so I said, you know what? We want to change that. And so we built integrity correctional centers and we wanted people to come out like the guy that wrote me and said, I've been locked up in Florida, California, New York. Thank you for treating me like a human while I was in your jail. Wow, that's what we want see, to see,
1: guys. This is transformation. I mean, I'm, I know it's a little bitty jail in the middle of Missouri, but this is our mission. This is this is our mandate. You know, a good friend of mine is Sean Malone, who started Crisis Response International. You guys know Sean by any chance? I, know. And, we I don't mean, know him
0: personally, well, I know the ministry. and
1: it's it's a relief ministry, right? And and you know, and he 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 says, you know, this is he said that's my mountain offering relief in disaster scenarios that's my mountain. Shouldn't Christians be there? He said that's my mountain. That's not that's not the Red Cross's mountain. That's my mountain. And I love it. It's let's be there to be light, be salt. Let's bring the value system of God and let's do our part, right? To to make the world a better place and bring the kingdom. You know. So this is awesome. I'm I I just I I can't tell you how cool this is and and i'll tell you even this little little podcast this little story it's going to encourage thousands and thousands of people to to do what they're supposed to do you know and start their little business i encourage people i love entrepreneurialism i encourage people to start businesses for the main reason people think of it as money you know let's make money so we can give it away i'm like that's cool let's make money and give it away But the reason we start a business is so we can put our values in there, Mm -hmm. right? We can put our values in it. We can treat people like you said. The reason you did it was you wanted to treat people great, like human beings, like Jesus treated the down and outers, right? Made them feel valued, special, loved, cared for. Wow. You know, we need to start, Christians need to start businesses in every area, in every arena and bring our value system in and then reform it, change the way it's done, change the, the, define new best practices,
0: right? See, we wanted to value people. And I asked the Lord, what are some practical ways we can value inmates? Well, most jails, they get a clean change of clothes once a week, some less than that. We tried to do that more often. Uh, We tried to, our food... That's a big deal in jails. is food, huge deal. I had before we opened. We did about a two months of trial runs with our employees. We would bring them in in the van, unhandcuff them, you know, book them in, take your mugshot, put them in the computer. Remember all that, mm-hmm. Dave? And for about two or three months, we practiced with our employees, which you know. And so one day, one of my employees came up to me and said. Mr. Quorum, we should get a bumper sticker made that says I eat at ICC. <laughs> because our food was so good. We had a we had a cook who had cooked for 10 years for retarded adults in Texas. And she'd lost her job. And for 10 years, she didn't have a job. And she prayed for 10 years, God, let me cook somewhere where I can bless people. And we hired her to cook for us. And her food was so good and I had a I had an officer. Her
1: food was a ministry. I had an officer. It was to her. It was
0: so her ministry. Awesome. And I had an officer come up to me one day when we before we opened, and he he was not a Christian, and he had worked in other jails, other correctional facilities, and he said, uh, "Are we going to have two menus here? Because all correctional facilities have two menus: they have a staff oh. menu and an inmate menu." Oh. Well, I knew what he, but I played the Colombo deal, you know. I was like, <laughs> uh, what, what do, do you mean? Ta- what are you talking about? And he goes, "Well, one for staff." I said, well, no, but if we do, you're going to eat worse than the inmates. How's that sound? <laughs> of course we're not going to have two many. Why would I feed an inmate something worse than you? Wow. No, we're going to have one menu, and everybody loved it. <laughs> and we had inmates when they'd go back to Wyandotte County or back to Lisa. They'd tell the other inmates, "Man, you got to try to get transferred to ICC. The food's <laughs> amazing down there." Wow! <laughs> that's do. right. wow that's so, right. so
1: you guys hired, and you're 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 already on the edge of this, but you, you guys hired mostly believers.
0: Uh, whoever whoever applied. We, our second year, we had sixty-five employees, and we had about. Thirty believers and
3: thirty-five
1: yeah. okay, believers. so a lot of believers. It's exactly what I did, and mm-hmm. it's actually what I talk about in my book, Marketplace Christianity. I talk about building secular businesses, meaning merit-based, merit-based rewards mm-hmm. and hiring versus faith-based. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't hire somebody based on where they go to church, right? right. Or how well they they, they check they they. off the Bible quiz. You hire people based on their their fit. But we have I call it secular but gospel safe. And meaning that you can you can live what you believe as long as you're respectful, honored, and it's invited, right? So it sounds like you guys did very similar models, but had a lot of Christians, mm-hmm. a lot of Christians, mm-hmm. and and um, and there was a lot of ministry going on, right?
3: Oh yeah, we had like I said 150 volunteers, and then uh, we had uh, uh, the last few years a husband wife couple that were the chaplains, and I'm telling you just. Touching lives every day. These people coming in and out. Volunteer. volunteer.
0: Did they, they get paid a little, didn't they? Yeah. yeah.
3: But they drove 50
0: miles one way every day. Yeah, these uh, wow. 100 Chaplains. mile round trip every day. Chaplains.
1: And, and so they would come in. And I imagine from the the, the prisoner's point of view, I mean, they're sitting there, got nothing else going on. Yeah, I'll talk to the chaplain. Yeah, I'll go to the Bible study, the yeah. prayer meeting, right? Because it's like, this is more yeah. interesting than staring at walls and bars, mm-hmm. right?
3: Oh, yeah. It was great. I mean, we had one guy that... Um, was uh, scheduled for release he was in the middle of a 12 week Bible study and he had two weeks left on the Bible study he was scheduled for release and he petitioned the judge to remain in the jail two more weeks to finish his Bible study. What? The judge, the judge granted it. <laughs> <laughs> and the jurisdiction that had him in there, have never... didn't have to pay because legally he could be released. Oh. We just let him stay for free two weeks. Oh later. my god! Oh yeah. So so good stuff.
1: I don't know if you met her, but I sent. I probably did. I heard about you guys. You know. Or, you know. I may, it was probably two thousand three or four, and I sent a reporter down there uh, to go visit the prison. Sorry, jail. The jail. And her name was uh, Pippa Kendall, and she went and we did a little article. Pippa.
0: Yeah, she would have had to see him because he was on yeah, a lot Pippa, of lab. I, I wouldn't allow anybody to talk to the media besides him. He was and, the media guy.
1: Okay. So she went down there and and so she came back and I said, So what was it like? And she was looked at me just bewildered. And she said, Bob, unbelievable. She I said, What what was it? And she said, Well, my first introduction, I I walked down there and the prisoners started Leaning out and yelling at me as I go by, "Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus?" <laughs> the prisoners <laughs> and she said, "I've never seen anything like this." She said, "She said there was a Bible study that was attended by you know voluntary Bible study, right? You're not making anybody do anything. No, no right? one had to do anything. And but a voluntary Bible study was attended by you know over ninety percent of the of the prisoners on a daily basis in prayer meetings." Yeah.
3: Yeah, we uh, yeah, we had good sized classrooms and often they were packed, and we had to be careful not to pack them too. Yeah, we just you know fire just, marshal. Fire marshal. Yeah. yeah, you've seen the <laughs> so, undercover boss We're so, afraid the undercover fire marshal might come. was as an inmate. So, so did, did, did she
1: just did she just come on a on a weird day or is this normal?
3: Oh, that was normal. Oh, yeah, I tell you it. Uh, it was just amazing. I mean, you know, you know, when we trained our officers, I'd always have an opportunity to go in and do some of the training. And one part of my training always got a weird look from a lot of the off- new officers. Me, is I would tell them, "I'm going to ask you to do something that that we do around here, uh, and you may think it's strange, but I'm going to ask you to love these inmates." And they looked at me and I said, I said, let me tell you how that works. I can I can sit down with an inmate, talk, listen to him, and if he wanted to pray with me, I would pray with him. But if I had to take him to floor in the next five seconds, I would do that also. I said <laughs> there you, you can go. do both. That's right. I said, it um so I'm asking you to love him however you can do that. Wow. They are as valuable as we are. And we taught that a lot, just like Bill said earlier, um, uh, instructing our staff, these inmates are as valuable as we are. Uh, and is, uh, they felt it. The inmates felt it, and they thanked us. And, I don't uh, know, that is God. that
1: is such a great picture. I mean, here it is. It's like, look, we're going to do our jobs. And, yeah, these are potentially dangerous folks, and we're going to be professional. At the same time, we're going to love these people. Yeah. And that's that is that's Christianity 101. Right? Bob,
0: I get letters. I mean, I get 200 letters a month from that. The book? Okay. Yeah, different letter, not from the same guys, because I don't write it. Because somebody said, wow. why don't you write it back, Bill? I said, you know what happens if you write to 200 inmates? They write you back. <laughs> so next month I'll have 400, and then next month I'll have 1,000, because I those 400 back is 800 plus 200 new ones. I can't do it, you know? But you'd be amazed at how many letters I get from the state of Missouri and Kansas, because they've read my book and it talks about ICC and they're like, man, that was the best experience I've ever had in jail. Was when I was at ICC. I get wow. let, I got. I get them letters all the time.
1: You get letters. So, oh yeah, from hundreds of two thousand sixteen Who say best experience I yeah. ever
0: had. And and so we're talking like fifteen years ago, fourteen, like the girl, thirteen years ago, she gave her life to Jesus, and she hadn't done a drug since. Wow. So yeah, there's still residue, nice. even though we haven't owned it. It's been you know it was sold to the county sheriff and. 2011, something like that, yeah. and so we haven't owned it for five years, but we're still hearing stories, and I hear stories today, and nothing against the county, but I hear stories because I'm in prison ministry. That's my life, and I hear stories today from inmates that are like, "Hey, I've been to ICC, I've been down to Johnson County since since it changed to Johnson County, it ain't the same. Well, of course no, it's sir. not the same. It's been run by the by a, a, an agent, a, you know." A government now. It's been run by the government, not by Christians. It's
1: it's, we need to we need to run things. We need to start these businesses. This is this is honestly so cool. Mm -hmm. So So, you know, Jim, what do you what do you think? What's just going
2: through my mind? We you know before the before the interview, we were talking about the you know the kingdom of God and how you know what he planted as a wheat field. And I'm just thinking through this, and you know, it's like what he plants works, and an idea is only an idea until it becomes flesh and dwells among us. You know, Jesus could have just been a, a you know, an un you know, materialized entity called the word that pre preexisted but when he became flesh and dwelt among us, then we beheld him mm-hmm. and the fruit of that event is still happening every day and this is this is a manifestation of that. So, you know, we God's ways work. So you put your system next to the other system that's available and you see the fruit of it. You see the feedback from it. So it becomes a little more of a wheat field. Your 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 little part of the whole grand you know scheme of things is which is a big part. I'm not saying little, right. but is become you know palpably different. It's be, this. I know what this is. This is wheat. You know, it's like the guy that said, "I don't know what it. I don't know what's going on here, but something feels different because wheat is really wheat. You know, it's not weeds. And you guys have done something that uh, you know." God wants all of his ways to be put in motion. He wants, he wants the players on the field. He wants his ideas and the visions. You said it started with the Lord said to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so a vision without somebody actually taking it and doing something with it remains, it's just an idea. Yeah. And I think in church, we've been so much about theology and ideas, and this is kingdom. This is kingdom of God stuff. This is like, I'm going to take this that the Lord has given me and plant it in the soil, in the field of the world, and watch it grow and watch what it produces. It's just awesome. It's Thank awesome.
1: You. This yeah. is so encouraging, gentlemen. This is uh, Bill Korm and Dave Burris. They are f- founding uh, guys with uh, Integrity Correctional Center in Missouri. Jesus, a Jesus jail, and one of the coolest stories. Thank you so much for being here give with them, us, us the, today.
0: All of them again. The,
2: the website again for your for the ministry. Uh, Bill at
0: Bill dot com.
1: C O C O R U M. Yeah,
0: BillCorm.com or the TheElephantPardon.com or PrisonPowerMinistries.org.
1: So there you go, and we're gonna we're gonna keep on this topic. So we're gonna we're gonna see you again next time, and we're gonna dive into more of this miracle. So we'll see you then.